What's up, everybody? It is September. Can you believe it's September 2nd, Wednesday night here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast as we're coming off of a live episode of AEW Dynamite, a go-home episode of AEW Dynamite with their big show all out coming up this weekend. We've got a great panel here, two awesome professional wrestlers, one retired and uh, doing his thing in the office of politics, Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you? What's up, guys? And the other very much active now, just coming off of a, 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 a looping uh, weekend in Texas where he had some uh, good matches. He is the real Sam Adonis. Sam, what's up? Not a whole lot. Thank you for having me once again. Sam, you hear how, you hear how uh, uh, his wrestler speak he tries to use by calling it a loop? <laughs> yeah. Kayfabe. Got- Kayfabe. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, tonight's Dynamite, a go-home, a lot to unpack, so let's not waste any time. Just a reminder to everybody, we had a live chat. Your Super Chats are encouraged. If you give, a, if you give some Super Chats uh, money, we will uh, send the money right to Raj Giri, and we will highlight <coughs> your comment and talk about it. So we kick off with tag team action um, between the best friends up against Santana and Ortiz. This thing starts with uh, it not even making it to the ring, just chaos all over. In the first five minutes, uh, the match hasn't even started, and 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 commentary even pointing out like there's just like can somebody get control of this you know what's going on finally after about five minutes in, they get into the match it is an entertaining match uh, back and forth uh, some fun tag team sequences uh, unfortunately i will say at least for me uh, it, it it came to a screeching halt as they tried to do a false finish of uh of of, of trent pinning uh, ortiz and then it's supposed to be one two santana puts ortiz's hand on the mat i don't know who missed what cue but the referee actually hits the count of three then the hand goes on the rope so <laughs> Null and void that, and then we get to uh, then we get to the finish after Santana grabs a steel baton, smacks Trent's back with it, and then the street sweeper uh, by Santana and Ortiz, and they get the victory over Trent. So, uh, Matt, uh, overall uh, opinion on this opening match here? I, I didn't care for it, and nothing, nothing, and I don't mean anything about the work either. I mean the storyline. Okay, I want you to remember, and everyone at home watching this, remember this story derives around. Them messing with uh, uh, what's his name's mom and her minivan, Trent's mom. Yeah, I missed that by the way. Uh, count your blessings, dude, because it'd be <laughs> one of those moments that you wish one of your friends that don't watch wrestling walk in the room and catch you watching wrestling. Um, <laughs> it's one, it one of those bad things, in my, my opinion. Like, so therefore, I, I listen, I could shut my mind off and just watch great athleticism in the ring and be entertained by it sometimes. I could, uh, but this one wasn't one of them. Uh, but for the record, um, Proud and powerful needed a uh, uh, victory tonight. They did get it, but if I could have fast forwarded this, I would have. Sam, uh, it was just different to me. Uh, I haven't seen Proud, Proud and Powerful yet. I haven't seen them wrestle since I started watching this with you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, good energy. Those guys are cool. They just have. They're very believable. I think uh, honestly, I don't know how good they are on the mic, but I could see them being like you know in that Eddie Kingston crew, just because they have that same New York badass vibe to them. Uh, the so best fr- best friends, you know, both of those guys are phenomenal at everything they do. Uh, they kind of just started off hot. You know, that, that thing going through the chairs that Chuck Taylor got his butt, you know, tossed through 18 chairs. That was just insane. Uh, I mean, it's nuts that these guys can do that. Uh, I don't like getting thrown through chairs. I try to avoid it as much as possible. But live TV on a Tuesday night in front of a big audience, I guess you got to pull out the stop. So uh, for me, it was just fun, fast exciting action to start the show and uh, I, I am out of the loop on the storyline so I, I can't say much more than that well and Sam I could see that I think if you are a first time or a new viewer yeah that that's what you would take away uh, in terms of the high points of just the guys in the ring what they're doing but but I, I like Matt you know I've been following this for weeks and I, I don't pop for the comedy that some perceive as comedy of uh, of the the guys showing up in the minivan and and 
the guys minivans getting trashed, and that's what we're that's where like, we're all. Are you gonna like? Are you gonna buy that dude's T-shirt? Like, seriously, <laughs> right. the guy talks about his mom that just drove him to the arena in a minivan. Like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not everybody's supposed to have a T-shirt that guys are supposed to want to go buy. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but it, but it relates to wrestling fans. You know, I think I think we all can relate to sometimes being driven by our mom somewhere. So maybe that endears them. <laughs> As an adult, <laughs> well, we do not. we do know from the key demos that apparently AEW has the younger fan base, so maybe they are the ones that are still getting uh, hitching a ride with uh, them. Touche. All right. Uh, so after that, we get a backstage with MJF. Uh, of course, this is t- this is building to later in the night when his lawyer is going to have a match. Mark Sterling is going to have a match against John Moxley. Um, so they get are get it right. It's so get it right. It's silver balls, Mark Sterling. Silver balls, Mark silver Sterling. Silver balls. Thank you. Right. I'm out of the loop on that as well, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> that is a uh, Zack Ryder wrestling figure pod, major figure podcast. Uh, okay, reference. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from that podcast. Um, but go ahead, say what happens. I'm sorry, Justin. Yeah, basically, no, they're just there. <laughs> He's locked himself in the in a room. Warlow kicks the door down, and they huh. begin to drag him out and, and basically keeping him hostage that he is going to the ring. Uh, and he can either go to the ring and face Moxley, or he can, uh, I think they said, go through a wood chipper. Yeah, he's like, which monster do you want? Now, so um, MJF got very intense in this, so that was good. But it only works because you have big-ass Wardlow sitting there in the back just looking like a monster, ready to just ingest him. Sure. Um, Wardlow plays this part really well. He should. He did it for about four years in Pittsburgh here. He's got practice uh, on it. You, you, like taught it. Him, you taught him everything you know, didn't you, Justin? Oh, yeah. Like, get, get, get me taking that credit. Give, give me that sound bite. <laughs> Um, all right, so that's that's going to be your main event uh, later tonight. Uh, next up, another uh, another crazy explosion of talent here, but I, I enjoyed this one m- much more than I did the opening match here. This is the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express yeah. teaming up against Private Party and SCU. Uh, one of the underlying themes here is the Young Bucks, very intense, very serious. They, of course, mm-hmm. are dealing with personal turmoil. They had to uh, kick their friend Hangman Page out of the Elite last week. And... Um, you know, so they're they're in a serious mode. They're not really trusting Jurassic Express or wanting to get Jurassic Express into it. So they're just tagging themselves. Uh, you can see the Jurassic Express not re- reacting well to this. Um, again, up against Private Party and SCU. I got to say this real quick. Uh, Frankie Kazarian looked awesome tonight. He did. Uh, and I don't know if it's maybe I was just paying attention more tonight, but I mean, just the, it, his physical look and the things that he was doing, man, he was going 100 miles per hour, looking just like prime of his career. So shout out to him. Um, this one goes, uh, this one again, uh, all kinds of stuff and shenanigans going on. Eventually, uh, they did build a Luchasaurus not coming in for quite a while. They really built to a hot tag with him. Yeah. Uh, but in, in the end, it'll be the Young Bucks who would uh, hit the BT trigger uh, and get the victory. Uh, so, uh, and they just flat out put their hands up, walked to the stage, and left. So, uh, Matt, I know you're big fans of the Bucks and, 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 and the being the elite stuff. What'd you think of this? This was good. This is real good. I still don't understand why they'd have like, hesitation to trust Jurassic Express all of a sudden. They're not they're not the ones that were acting dicky to them. It's their own former stable mate. You know what I mean? Hangman Page who did that, right? So but the match itself was incredibly good. I like seeing the serious side of the Bucks as well, obviously. They always get, you know, called out for not taking it serious enough and whatever have you, even though I'm entertained by every freaking match they're in. But this was another one. This was good. And I, and you said about Kazarian is on point. He grew his hair back in. He's in better shape physically. And he had a hell of a cutter. Um, if you can yes. suspend your disbelief enough to think, Sam, that if your hands are on the ropes and you're outside just minding your own business, that some dude can slingshot you into the ring over the top rope to eat a cutter. They can. Awesome. Then awesome. I, 
It's happened to me 40 times this week. All right, all right. Don't put your hands on the ropes. <laughs> there you go. Right. I still but haven't learned my lesson. It looked awesome. I, I, I just meant my disbelief because I thought it was like, I couldn't do it. I thought it was sweet. But um, uh, Jungle Boy, um, great, great, great heat taker, great selling. He's improving really quickly, really quickly. And uh, he is. That kid's going to be a big star. He's so young, right? Isn't he like? Early 20s. Early 20s? Yeah, he's going to be yeah. good. But this was a good match. I enjoyed it a lot. Sam, consider yourself lucky. The veteran Matt Morgan just gave you some sound advice. Don't put your hands on the ropes. Uh, I'm going to start <laughs> next match. I'm never doing it again. Uh, I enjoyed this match as well. Uh, this one was really fun because the pace they kept was just absurd. Um, and it was nice because there was no dead space at all. It was eight guys. And, you know, everybody could come in and show what they got. Everybody was featured pretty well. Yeah. Um it was cool just seeing, I mean, the athleticism in that match alone was just ridiculous. And the, the creativity, that's another thing that's cool. You know, I've seen a lot of watching some of this AEW, just, you know, innovation and things, combinations and things that I, you, know, you wouldn't even think of unless you really uh, put some effort into it. So, uh, you know, that was awesome on some of their parts. Uh, I really like watching the Bucks right now. Um, they've developed so much, you know, they, they used to be known as just moves guys and just doing cool things. Now they've developed so much more into personalities. They're really cool and just, you know, they're very interesting to watch. And But, you know, as a, the personal 12-year-old in me still absolutely loves and adores Christopher Daniels. Uh, he's just one of the best performers of all time. I think he's he had a good outing tonight too. So, so well-rounded everything he does looks beautiful and believable, but also more than that, his character work. He's just, I think it's probably just cause at this point, this many years in Christopher Daniels is Christopher Daniels. He's not acting. He's not portraying anything. He is that guy. Uh, I, it was just nice to see him at such a high pace, high level once again. And it was fun all around. Yeah, you know, obviously this is again this is the go home all outs this Saturday, which you know, I mean, I think that's that's the WrestleMania. That's what they've been. That's what this this promotion has been built on, and 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 based upon what the main event is and and the records going into it, it, it seems that. But Matt, I I know you got to be with me. I would have thought for sure going to all out, you have the Young Bucks and you have FTR in the same company that that would be your your, your all sure. out your WrestleMania sure. match, and that's not what it's going to be. For sure, I don't know what the WrestleMania is at this company just yet, right? But if you're saying that that's a WrestleMania, then yes, no question that you would think that's the big money tag match. But um, see, I don't know. I, I would almost, again, I don't know how many of the listeners are Japanese fans, but I, I kind of see where they're going with this because Kenny and Adam are the two uh, two of the, the biggest so they, single stars. So I almost feel like the whole Japanese mentality is a lot of time a, t- a tag team match with four single stars mm-hmm. is going to be bigger than any singles match or any mm-hmm. tag team match. So Eight I kind of get too. that. I, I get that in a way that, you know, FTR is so good on top of their game. Uh, again, I, I don't know which, why they choose one over the other, but I definitely still see this as a pretty damn big match. So 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 what has to happen with this storyline with the Bucks is FTR needs – Either they need they need to win the tag title, so it's either going to come through beating Hangman and Kenny, or it's going to come through actually beating the Bucks in that big match. Sure, you know what I mean. So like, you can't fast forward that, Justin. You got to let no. this play out. That's true. It w- it, I guess it would be a bigger match if FTR has got the titles and and and, and the Young Bucks who have not, uh, you know, having the Young Bucks go after them. Um, it might also be maybe they're putting the delay on it because they want to do it when they can the sell more yeah. tickets. I mean, I know they're doing the very small ten percent capacity, but. That's not a real. That's not the gate that you want for um, that kind of match. Yeah. For that. 
Uh, real quick, just a note from one of our fans here. Andrew Faulkner said, Sam, I really enjoyed your interview on Talk is Jericho. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, Sam is on a, is a guest on the latest episode of Talk is Jericho. Yes, thank awesome. you so much. Thank you for listening, Andrew. Uh, for it's, it's pretty good for a lot of people that don't know anything about me. It's kind of part of my life voyage and story. So thank you for checking it out. Awesome stuff there. Um, all right, so uh, moving on. Next up in AEW, we got a backstage with Jake Hager who co- who goes into Orange Cassidy's dressing room. This is a small detail if you caught it. You know, you always have like the wrestler's name or whatever on the door. There's just a there's just a yeah. picture of an orange on the outside of the door for his uh, <laughs> I saw that. for his dressing room. Uh, but he comes in and says that uh, Jericho wants him at ringside for his match for Jericho's match tonight against Joey Janela. Um, and uh, that that's that. So Cassidy's seen again uh, going through a uh, book bag. So a little foreshadowing there we get a backstage uh tully blanchard with ftr talking about how this is you know this is this saturday is going to be them winning the titles um i love and, that promo by the way yeah was uh, it good a little detail that i love about the revival was that they're just you know such big fans about the way it was you know like myself yep. the 80s fans uh, uh dax actually mentioned you know how much the, the match is worth how much the money how much mm-hmm. more money they will win why they win the match just little details like that are so far gone in pro wrestling. And it, I mean, it's, let's say a new a new wrestler, you know, a new fan is 12, 13 years old, only knows what he's seen between WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, whatever. And, you know, even if you just spark the imagination, says, hey, Dad, do they really get that paid that much more when they win? It yeah. creates drama. It creates everything. You know, God, I love more, those guys so much. Gives you more reason to invest in them, especially if you're a younger fan. Like you said, Dad's never really heard that kind of talk in a promo. Because exactly. they're two twelve years old, and wrestling hasn't really been doing those kind of promos. I love it, but yeah, it was really good, real good, yeah. strong promo. Yeah, yeah, Sam, that's a great point. That that is that is that that are that's a phrase that is spoken less and less. Is you know the winner's purse, and yes. why are you in here for it? Um, so I, I think that that is a great call by you, and it's fitting that it would come from them. Re- guy, Re- old school guys. When WCW hit around the Russo time, I would say that's when they started talking about the push brother. Um, even the announcers started eventually talking about. It. So like now as wrestling fans in that era, I would say like as I'd say WCW collapsed around that time ish going mm-hmm. to WWE now. Right. That's when they started more or less as fans and internet as well. Knowing behind the scenes, all that crap as well coupled in with this is about, well, shit, he just won the this politics, tag team title. Yeah. He, that means he's going to get a push. I mean, first right. the tag championships, maybe the cha- heavyweight championship because he's just won six matches in a row. Instead of, wow, he's getting rich. He, mm-hmm. His dude's making tons of money. He just got done saying that he's going to make X amount of dollars if he wins tonight, which I think is way more an emotional investment. I just because it makes it like real sports. I think at the end of the day, there's so many little nuances like that that are just lost. But there's there's no reason why they were lost. And you know, to me, just watching this oh my kind God. Of cold tonight, seeing it straight up. So many of these things can come back, you know, and, and the future is in the past. Sam, do you realize the, the epiphany we just had? Give me one second on Terry Allen Jr. real quick, Justin. Mm-hmm. Do you realize the epiphany we just collectively had on the show together, Sam? It was the Dr. Tom Pritchard. I remember my rookie year going, what's old is new again. I'm like, no, nah, bear, uh, bear hug's pretty corny, Dr. Tom. <laughs> I, I really don't want to do it. Don't make me do it. You know, but it's true. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So I'm just glad we got to mention the good Dr. Tom Pritchard here on this podcast oh, yeah. tonight. I, I actually got to go out to breakfast with him about a month ago. So he's uh, he's running a wrestling school in Knoxville. So if anybody yeah. in the South wants to be a pro wrestler, go to oh, the Kane Glenn Kane. Jacobs and Dr. Tom Pritchard wrestling school because he's a damn good coach. 
one of the best one. He trained everyone, every major star, essentially. Right. Yeah. It, it, what didn't he train the Rock? Wasn't that oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. of oh, the two dollars super chat. He says, "Sam, are your personalities exact as your brother? Uh, I don't know if he means your wrestling personality. Absolutely not. I'm much more friendly and I'm nicer to people. So <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being at, working for your dad's show, or your dad's company at one uh, a couple times, and we'd go out and get something to eat at the 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 club, not nightclub. It was like it was a restaurant. It was like a Bennigan slash restaurant slash bar that was there." And your brother would just keep replaying, um, God dang it, what was the re- uh, Evolution theme song that just came out? <laughs> and he oh made the guy God. keep playing it. But for the record, that's a badass song. It's a great song, yeah. And he's always been a big Motorhead, Motorhead fan, so yeah. that, that stands to reason. <laughs> fun shows, fun shows. I met Zayman Ayan, like, as a kid. Yeah. Zayman must yeah. have been, like, felt like he was 10 years old. He was so young. Oh, my God. That's what's funny, seeing him on NXT now. You know, literally, he was one of my best friends as a kid. We were, you know, growing up. We were the only two kids within 100 miles of Pittsburgh that knew anything about Mexican wrestling. We're watching these huh. tapes. Little did we know, we'd be wrestling in yeah. Arena, Mexico 10 years later. So That's awesome. Uh, That's life wild. is funny. It is. It's Joaquin Wild. See what I did there? Boom. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we go from the backstage of FTR and that promo to we get uh, Tony Schiavone bringing out Kenny Omega, and this starts with obviously talking about you know uh, where are things at with Omega and Page, uh, and, and the, you know, obviously not on the same page right now. Get it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to top Sam couldn't do it. Um, anyway, so Omega is still having confidence that he and he and Page will will be able to take on FTR. Then FTR starts to make their way out to the ring with a cooler. Uh, they basically bring out, they want to cheers Omega. They bring out some uh, nice cold chocolate milk, some 2%. Um, and basically things get, uh, things start to pick up here as, uh, as name calling gets thrown around. Uh, FTR, um, what is it? FTR keeps bad talking Page. Page then comes out. Page looks like, again, he's been on, you know, a week long bender. Uh, and then things start to get uh, intense between Page and Omega. Uh, eventually FTR leaves. Uh, Page then goes to pick up his title belt and hand to Omega. Omega's out of the ring, not standing there. So again, more more visual, uh, just reinforcement here that these two guys, yes. uh, not not with it with each other. So I, I got to think FTR gets the titles this, this Saturday, right, Matt? Yes, I hope. Sam, what do you think of this whole exchange? Uh, I don't I don't know enough about the story. I don't know why Adam Page is gone. Uh, from what I understand, <laughs> I think Adam Page is kind of like they're they're best fresh baby face right like he's kind of the top level baby face there he, he as could, a, he, as as a homegrown guy i should say he could he could be and should be yeah. uh but they're still they're reinvesting in him right now you could tell but yeah you're, yeah you're pretty spot on i think actually yeah i don't i don't know enough about it but god i mean like i said i'm such a big fan of the revival or uh fdr Sorry, I don't know if we have to beep that out. No. But, uh, I mean, and then Kenny Omega and Adam Page do what they do. It's going to be a killer match. So It's going to be so good. Uh, so yeah. good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, yeah, I like I like FTR. I've always said they uh, they should be coming out in Ribera jackets and fanny packs. That's kind of the, the look that they would fit best with. Uh, backstage, Alex Marvez with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho hyping up, uh, hyping up the... Um, or the, the, the Mimosa Mayhem match that's going to be this Saturday. This is the rubber match. Uh, he and Cassidy have faced it off twice before. They are uh, one. They each, each have a victory, so that's coming uh, this Saturday. Of course, Jericho hyping up what's next, which is him versus Joey Janela. So we go to that. This basically just a, a squash match of, uh, of uh, for the most part, of, of Jericho being, being in charge of things, but then Joey Janela actually ends up getting... Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Why, why did uh, we have? Oh, I'm sorry. Wrestling Inc. wrote this wrong. Uh, anyways, Jericho ends up getting uh, knocking with the code breaker. Janela out. Janela then put in the walls of Jericho. Doesn't even tap. He just slightly motions to the ref that he's done. And then after the match is where we see uh, Jericho staring down and uh, bad talking Orange Cassidy, who is sitting ringside. Uh, and ultimately, uh, Cassidy ends up coming in the ring after they bloodied up Joey Janela, Cassidy, and Jericho. Swinging back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, Orange Cassidy pulls out a little bit of the bubbly uh, out of his uh, book bag, dumps it on the ground, thumbs down. And that is your big sell for he and Jericho in the Mimosa Mayhem. Matt Morgan, what do you think about Mimosa Mayhem? I don't know. I don't care about it. I mean, I don't know. In a car, I'm driving down 95, and there's a car, I-95, and there's a car crash in the right-hand shoulder. I'll look. Right? I'll rubberneck and watch. So for the, the interest... Of we've never seen this before, curiosity. I guess I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. Yeah, Sam. Uh, I mean, again, you're you have a new, fresh perspective on Orange Cassidy, who's new and fresh, uh, and and then obviously you're very familiar with Jericho, as we talked about earlier. Uh, what are you, are you are you are you excited for this? Does this get you going? It'll it'll be again. It's Chris Jericho. It's I mean, he's not going to do anything that isn't pure gold. So clearly, you know, I think it's going to be something fun to watch. Uh, I think a lot of it, you know, I don't know what kind of power he has at AEW, but I can assume he probably gets to call some of his shots. Oh, yeah. And, and I think it's going to be something that, you know, he wanted to do it for a reason, you know, and a guy like that with his track record, his experience and his talent clearly is going to come off. off well. Yeah. So it, it's going to be cool. I think, uh, you know, just the promo beforehand, before that match, I think Jericho is kind of an example of what we said earlier about what's old is new again, you know, in the 80s. That's kind of or 70s, 60s heels were, you know, kind of kind of like he is now. They were just they would lie to your face with a smile on it. And, and they would kind of, you know, they really believed what they were telling you. Jericho is so good at pulling that off and just being the best shyster in the business and just, yeah. you know, winding people up. You love him so much. But while you're watching him, you know, you oh God, I just want to see him get his ass kicked. He's a master, and I think it'll be fun. Something different for sure. Well, and you mentioned that promo again, and, and yeah, in that promo, he kind of does what you know. He kind of illustrates, he kind of talks about what you, what you were saying, saying that if he's calling the shots, which I'm sure he is, which, which is he talks about how Orange Cassidy now Orange Cassidy's a main eventer. Yeah. Now we've we've seen the mean streak come out of Orange Cassidy and Jericho, you know, putting all the credit on himself, but he is <laughs> it is he is right sure, that we, sure. Orange Cassidy yeah. went from being this comedy guy who was one third of the trio of best <laughs> friends. So now he's got his own music. He's in semi-main or main event programs with Chris Jericho. Uh, so I thought that was a, a that was a neat promo to do that to put him over while putting him down. All I'm saying is a uh, a mimosa match can't be any worse than a Punjabi prison match. So, Ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we got a super chat here nine ninety nine. Uh, catching up on the podcast. Responsible for friend's death as a kid in a car accident. Forty two and scared to drive. Everyone's got a history. Storyline is still dumb though. Thanks so much for entertaining us. Uh, well. Thank you for the super chat. Sorry to hear of uh, yeah, that. That, bad... that sucks. Yeah. I feel bad now. Can, can I go? <laughs> what did I miss? Did I miss something on the I didn't see that. Yeah. Just all the, all the wind got sucked out of the sails. Uh, he was, I guess, I guess when we said earlier about like, if you see a car accident and like, what would you watch? And that, that brought on that. Oh, it's about traffic and people that rubberneck because it's something that they shouldn't probably be watching, but do it anyway, because they're nosy. Yeah. Uh, I feel sad. Joe Y, $2. Uh, just me or are most AEW themes indistinguishable? I mean, I will say uh, they, it, it's, yeah, I mean, obviously it costs a lot of money to get big name artists that can that can play down some sound that you can then have the rights to, you being the wrestling yes. company. Um, 
But I will agree that there there's a couple that I can tell as soon as they hit. I know who it is. Obviously, Jericho is the biggest one. But um, but yeah, I mean, I will say that there is there's a lot more generic tracks that I haven't been able yet to associate with who's who. Um, WCW is good for that because they had so much money, a whole department on creating knockoffs of actual songs. It was Jimmy Hart. Yeah. It was what, Jimmy what, Hart. What, I think it was well, Jimmy they, Hart, wasn't it? He was. He was at some point, but he's right. But what Sam's talking about is he's right. Do you remember like DDP had like yeah, the the Nirvana, Nirvana. smells like Teen yeah. Spirit. Jericho yeah. Jericho's first one was I think Even Flow by Pearl Jam. It was like a a knock of that. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't bad though. I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it just it gave you that same feeling and ambience without actually having to pay out on that. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't pay enough, enough attention to music now. But uh, I guess some people, I think now wrestling is so reliant on badass entrances and just, you know, the, the perception of being cool. I think to a lot of yeah. average average viewers, that is important. So maybe that's the thing to some other listeners. Um, all right. So moving on here, we got this turned into just the Wild West. Uh, so I'm, I'll try to recap this as efficient as i can yeah uh bro, brian cage taz ricky starks they head out to the ring taz talking trash on the mic um that quickly then brings out uh archer and jake roberts jake roberts returning the favor on the mic uh then after that who else came next uh we get tully blanchard he's out there with sean spears not saying anything uh we got the lucha brothers we are darby allen all of a sudden it's just mayhem it it, it then turned into like just a i mean they're promoting the the, the battle royal that's going to be it all out it's almost like they gave us like a a mock battle royal. Uh, I guess I, I'm I not had, sure. I had one major major problem with this, Go ahead. and and this is I don't know just why I feel this way. Um, and when we were in WWE, you had to be uh, even at FCW when I was there. I was never on the main roster or anything, but you had to be in your gear if you were doing anything. You you had to go mm-hmm. out in wrestling yes. gear. Yep. This promo tonight, there were so many characters in there in street clothes. That they all just looked like normal people. Yes, there was, they did. There was five or six guys, Brian Cage being one of them, Penta, obviously, Phoenix, you know, certain ones it's stood out masks. like a sore thumb yeah. because they had their masks or their the body or whatever. But I mean, literally, to look at that television screen, I didn't know who was who, what they came from, what they were doing, anything about their story because they weren't in wrestling gear. Yep. So, from my personal perspective, I think, you know, a situation like that might call for some wrestling gear. Yep, they all look the same. That's that's an interesting take. I, I was just, I, I got distracted a little bit by the um you know the, in in this whole sequence the start of it they're trying to they're again they're trying to sell Lance Archer who is a big man they're trying to sell Brian Cage who is a big man um you know but then I got Jake Roberts standing side by side of them then I got Billy Gunn running into the ring and they are just yeah, as tall if not taller and I yes. went that's, and 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 you know they're not trying to sell Jake Roberts who's legit six four six five Billy Gunn is legit legit six five they're not trying to sell them as big man they're trying to sell Cage and Archer and then I'm like don't let them stand next to each other. I say that Jake and Billy both six five and a half six six. Swear to God. I, yeah. Those are the two examples I always use because I'm six foot four and at independent wrestling shows, fans and wrestlers alike say, Sam, you're a good big guy. You you, you move well for a big guy. And I don't see myself as a big guy. I yeah, you're see, doing four fifties. Well, I see Billy Gunn, I see Jake Roberts, I see Tito Santana, you know, Rick Martel. These guys are easily my size, if not bigger. Yeah. They didn't wrestle like big guys. Now, you know, I think just because the, the, there's less to select from, a big guy on the independence might be 6'1 and, you know, have a body. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a, a decade prior or two decades prior, a big guy would have had to be about 6'6 six, six or above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're exactly right. I, I mean, I, another one is, uh, you know, when, 
when Dustin Rhodes and then and then when he became Gold Dust in WWF, he's yes. he's a six 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 seven. But he's they, you very know, deceivingly tall. Yeah, they would put Gold Dust up against the Undertaker. The Undertaker, of course, is always marketed as a big man. But when they're side by side, <laughs> they're not. There's not much. It's a good call. Good call. You know? Yeah. Um. So I, I, maybe I'm being. You know, I mean, I've always been of the I've always been of the mindset of I, I want I I like the bigger guys. I like the guys that make heads turn in the airport. And I I like Lance Archer. I like Brian Cage. I just didn't like that they're putting these other people who aren't marketed as big guys next right to yes. us. Yeah. No, so, you're right. Um, I did I did gloss over or I, or I missed it rather. Uh, they did show a video package between Mark, Matt Hardy uh, and Sammy Guevara. The violence that's been between them and their match this Saturday. If uh, if Matt loses, it's a broken rules match, and if Matt loses, he leaves AEW. So. The, that one that was the build for that uh we also get a dark order hype vignetting uh vignette hyping uh Brody lee we'll see them in an eight-man tag this saturday up against everybody avenging cody's uh loss and injury next up finally we are about at this point almost 90 minutes into the show and we get our first singles one-on-one match it's been all wild west stables and, and tag matches we get the nwa women's champion uh thunder rosa up against Serena Deeb. Uh, so this is Serena Deeb's AEW debut. Of course, Serena has an extensive history in WWE as a performer, as a trainer. Uh, so pretty cool to see her out there. Uh, this one all meant to you know, be a be a, a win for Thunder Rosa, who's going to be going up against the AEW Women's Champion yeah. this Saturday. Uh, Matt, what you like? Did you like? Did you like this? And what what about it? I, I did, and, and and you know that's a huge loss of WWE to, to to not have Serena Deeb there as a trainer anymore. That's a huge loss. Yeah, I think she but, was a victim of the of the pandemic releases. What, I think, but regardless, she can still oh, yeah. go. She had a great day, a great match tonight, and uh, the pay per view. I'm actually looking forward to that match. I love Thunder Rosa. Matt, I, I know you and I were talking a little bit before the before the show started. You were a big fan of this. Me, I'm Sam. That's Matt's my brother. Oh, that I. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm, lo- this, I'm looking at Matt, and then I'm saying I'm talking to you. This was my favorite match of the show. Uh, I loved everything about this. Uh, to me, and my personal take, this is right about the, this is the vein of professional wrestling that I prefer most. Uh, this is just everything you need: the competitiveness, the the uh, the realism, just everything about it was perfect. Um, uh, again, they didn't do as many of the amazing acts of agility, but I think they just, you know, they they fought and it was real. And, you know, the people, it, I think the people can get behind something like that. I like it. I don't think it needs to always have the coolest moves. I think it needs to be, you know, stuff that can really rip your head off. So loved it. Love Thunder Rosa. Serena Deeb looked great. I, I, I love the fact that Serena Deeb wears wrestling boots. I think a lot of wrestlers yes. wear kick pads. Uh, uh, I noticed that immediately. Like, it's so cool when girls wear wrestling boots because, you know, the kick pads are so easy and normal now that yeah. uh, I noticed it when she has them. I thought it was cool. I thought the match was you know, definitely my favorite of the night. Good call on the boots. Uh, we get Moxley, his promo, uh, and he says with, with MJF, it comes down to willing to be, be willing to kill or be killed. That's what it's going to come down to for MJF. He's going to have to make a decision Saturday in his match. Uh, then we get Tony Schiavone talking a big swole. Uh, big swole uh, talking to, to Shivani. Of course, she's had a long-standing problem here with Britt Baker. Britt, of course, has been out injured uh, all through the summer, but this Saturday will be Britt's in-ring return. Uh, and a pizza gets delivered by Reba, and that, of course, is distracting uh, for uh, Britt to come in and uh, nail Big Swole in the back with a crutch, and then begins to uh, lock on uh, her uh, lock on her submission Britt's submission hold while she's rubbing pepperoni pizza yeah. in Big Swole's face. <laughs> Wait, as, uh... It was a waste of pizza, man. Waste of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
This was um, a good. This was good though. This was yeah, decent heat. It was. It's just hard for me because I've always. Uh, I used to be real fat, and now that I now that I diet and exercise, I don't eat as much pizza as I like. And to see it just dropped on the floor, I mean, it, it broke my heart. <laughs> uh, James Potts, two dollars super chat. He says Rusev or Rowan as the Joker card in the Battle Royal. So ask, asking if there's going to be a surprise. If there's going to be Ooh. a and in the Battle Royal Saturday, which it would it be either of those two former WWE talents? I'm, I'm going to go with Mantar. <laughs> I don't think it'll be either. I hope so for their careers. It is, you know, but I just don't think so. Uh, I don't think Rowan, um, if nothing else, if anything, I think there's so much association with Rowan and obviously Brody Lee because they were together yes. so long. Yeah, uh, but, but, but Rusev's one. I think Rusev's in such a phenomenal shape. I think Rusev bluntly saying on his streaming channel recently, I'm, I've, I'm never wrestling again. I'll be your favorite content provider. I think that's a, you know, that's an obvious, you know, so I, I don't know. I think Russo. I think he's in tremendous shape, and I think that he would be somebody, uh, somebody I like to see get the opportunity at AEW. I can see Rusev going to New Japan. That's uh, I think he'd do well there. He would. I, yeah. yeah. All right, main event time. Uh, comedy match at its finest to start, as it's Moxley up against MJF's lawyer. Uh, what is it? Silver balls, Matt Mark Sterling. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, this very. Lawler, Kaufman, like everything from what Sterling's wearing, he's got, you know, he's trying. He 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 walks out the one tunnel with Wardlow pushing him, then he tries to go to the other tunnel. Wardlow cuts him off, uh, you know, shoving him in the ring. He's got like a a, a bodysuit of padding on in red, white, and blue. Um, you know, Moxley offering the free hits, everything. There's a lot of comedy. It, it, it was what it was. I, you know, that some people enjoy it more than they want, that more than others. Um, Finally, though, of course, this ends up just being Moxley just uh, destroying Sterling around the building here. Obviously, he gets a, a victory, uh, as he should. Then after the match, we get a Wardlow uh, destroying Moxley with a spinning F10, and then MJF comes out and begins to just assault Ambrose uh, or Ambrose Moxley, and then eventually ends up putting the ring on, uh, nailing Moxley. Moxley starts bleeding, and we go off the air with just a uh, crimson mass Moxley, MJF biting into the blood. So a great visual going off with with MJF with hands up, blood in the <coughs> mouth. I mean, you know, the most certainly the most one of the most violent looks uh, we've seen of MJF here. So, Matt, uh, this is this so, is the big match. It was, but but for a, quite a while, I, I've been thinking MJF should be getting his steam back on this because he's going to be losing at, at the pay per view. He's not winning the title. I hope he does. I, I just don't think he is. So, uh, Moxley's been on top of him this entire story. Essentially, he has. Um, I know he's a chicken shit heel. And I know it makes sense to have his heater go out there and be the one to, you know, do all the blocking and tackling for him, right? Before he's finally, like a chicken shit, able to get in there and deliver a knockout blow. I get that. Normally, I'd be 100% on board with that psychology. But because he's not gotten any type of offense in on him yet, where you're, Roddy Piper was at, at times, you know what I mean, would be a chicken shit heel every once in a while with Hogan. But he, when it was time to get his heat on Hogan, he would get his heat on him. Um, You've got to make him look tough every every once in a while. Not all the time, because he's a chicken shit heel, like I said. But going into a pay-per-view, we need to be able to believe he has a chance of winning, too. And I think when Mox has been on top of him, this entire storyline, I mean, he's kicked his ass every which way. And then the next the next week, we see him in cr- crutches with a neck brace on it, you know? I, I don't know. I, I think what would have... I get what you're saying, and I think what would have what might help, and I'm surprised they didn't make as big a deal about this. They mentioned it once when Moxley was coming to the ring, and and, and they showed his graphic with his record. Both Moxley and MJF, they're the only two that are undefeated. They've never lost. Yeah, Moxley's like 15 and 0 or something, and I don't know what MJF is, but but they like I would think 
make that a bigger thing building into this. Because then, because I, I think that will help give MJF the credibility of yeah, maybe in this program he hasn't been much on the offensive, but the dude has never lost in AEW, so that would give Good me point. credibility when you tell me that. But they 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 kind of down, I don't want to say downplayed. I just don't think they've mentioned it as as much as I would, and that's a hard thing to come by in today's wrestling booking to have two guys go for the world title who have never lost in your promotion. That's like unheard of. In, in, in a promote and a promotion that's on the record every single week and every single show. Yeah, it's right. possible and it's set up for it. You're right. Good call. Uh, and Sam, we'll get to you here. Uh, Justin Lopez kind of jumping in with some of what we're saying here. I really want MJF to, uh, to take this on Me Saturday, too. but with all the odds pitted versus Mox, I see him retaining. Uh, Sam, what do you think? I, I, I thought as soon as they made this match, as soon as we knew that this is where they're going, that MJF would be the challenger at all out for Moxley. I thought this is MJF's to take. Now, I, am, I have my doubts too, and I, but I think the only way you really have MJF lose is maybe by trying to have him try to have Wardlow help him. They have the misfire, and now we start to have the Wardlow-MJF at odds situation. Uh, see, I, I kind of just think differently than everybody because I don't think anything needs to be dro- rushed. I think everything's too rushed. Everything happens way quicker than it needs to happen. I think you can get away with just having a, you know, a good match, have like a little schmoz finish where you know maybe Warlow does cost it for MJF, but you can still just go right back to normal afterwards. Business can resume as usual. MJF's not losing heat because he just, you know, he lost on a schmoz. And now he's just back of the line. He's still going to raise hell and cut the best promos and then just, you know, get over. I don't think he necessarily needs to switch focus. He should still, I think every wrestler should still want to be the champion. I, I think now everybody has to have a story going into the next show. I think the, the natural story of pro wrestling is everybody wants to be champion. So uh, should be. I, I think it's something that uh, I don't know where it's going to go. I haven't watched enough of the product. I just know that MJF is very talented and he's, he's making his mark. People, you know, like it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think uh, either way, whether he looks strong or not, whatever finish they do, he's still going to be you know up on the horse after this one's all said and done. Steezy Preezy, $4.99 Super Chat. At times tonight was a mess, but I can say I'm always entertained with AEW. Thunder Rosa is what AEW women's division needs and hope JMJF goes over. I agree with the last sentence. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this, what this relationship with Thunder Rosa and NWA and such... She uh, could be the crown of that entire division. She's she's awesome. Yeah, she's um, fantastic. Uh, Jackson Callen's a loyal follower of ours. We appreciate it. Four four ninety nine super chat. What's up, guys? Hey, Sam. Curious. Working in Japan or Mexico? Did you learn to speak their language or in any funny stories or struggles being there? Go ahead, Sam. Yo tenía dos años viviendo en la ciudad de México. Por eso tenía muchas chicas, muchas cosas así, fiestando mucho. Yes. I no speak Spanish. Mucho, no muchas chicas. <laughs> no muchas chicas. I, I, I speak, uh, speak, <laughs> speak Spanish fluently and uh, honestly... And this is not even trying to be a plug, but it's going to save us time. If you can listen to that Jer- Jericho podcast, you'll get all those answers. There's a lot of cool stories and uh, yeah, a lot more about my life. So please check that out. No lie. The, f- the first time I ever shared – the first time I was ever in a locker room with you, Sam, uh, and you were – I think you were still living in Mexico at the time, but you were, here, you were here in the States doing the show with us, and you were speak texting, and you were speaking in Spanish, and you were speaking so fast and so fluent, and then – a couple minutes later, you went to do a, a speak to text in English, and you were so slow. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, explain this. And you're like, you know, you were just because because you just came from Mexico, and you're like, I'm just I'm always in Spanish first mode. I, I used to do that to my dad all the time. Anytime he'd call me, like I literally could be mid sentence and just switch from from English to Spanish. <laughs> so uh, it's a good how, problem how, to have. How were you? I was terrible. 
uh, in Japan. I spent like two and a half years there, and I was god awful. Yeah. I tried for like my first month or two there, then I just gave up. I, I was awful in Japanese. Yeah, I know a couple words, and I just hey, you normally in any country, no matter where it's at, you learn how to order beer and you call a girl pretty, and that's basically all you need to know. Do, when you get on the when you get on the wrestlers bus and you pass like the Japanese wrestlers, do you still like go us 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 oh, as you're walking past them? I say Ohio, Ohio guys, I'm ass. Okay. Yeah, somebody okay. like shortened it it was kind of like they explained it to me like that's the what up uh, that's the kayfabe handshake <laughs> <laughs> sam in your, in your early in your first uh, few weeks and months in mexico did, did you find a real obstacle in trying to communicate for the matches whether it be backstage or in the ring or did you just it was just <sighs> maybe referees. yeah there were some people yeah. that would help translate but then like uh we had to train a lot i had to learn a lot of their lingo at training but honestly, what helped me learn Spanish was Tinder. I was meeting so many girls, and, and I was using Google Translate on Tinder. And next thing you know, I'm typing the same sentence 18 times a day. I figured I could learn that way. So I, I did pretty well. It was fun. That's awesome. All right, so that was AEW Dynamite. Um, last night, there was NXT. Uh, the biggest thing to talk about with NXT that was built around the Iron Man match, four-way Iron Man match between uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, oh. and Adam Cole. Uh, it ended up, uh, I would hope everybody's seen it by now. If not, here's your spoiler. Uh, it ended being a tie 2-2 between Finn and Adam Cole. So we are going to go to overtime next Tuesday because NXT is still on it Tuesday next week being preempted by NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just ask both of you guys real quick. You, you invest yourself in an hour match, wanting to get a new champion, titles vacated. Are you okay with that finish to extend and hook people to the following week? Ah. Yes, because it's going to be Finn versus, you know, Adam. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Finn winning the world champ- the, the championship. Sam? I think, uh, I, I guess, I think given the circumstances, the fact that uh, Kevin Cross vacated the belt, maybe, you know, you can sympathize for them and, and, and give it to them and let, let them stretch that out as long as they can. Um, however... Right. I don't know because I, I just it blew my mind a few weeks ago. I just learned that sometimes people like four ways better than singles matches. I was under the impression that people still want like a main event singles straight up match. I do, I do. but I, I I thought that's what was happening. You know, that's still like the coup de gras is one on one mono with mono. But a lot of times now where everything is so big or you know bigger is better. They like the six ways. They like the TLCs. They like the elimination chambers. Some people might think it doesn't get better than a four-way match. So again, I think that's just up to the viewer. For, but for the false for the false finishes, yes, the four ways are fucking dope, especially with athletic guys like these four that we had this past Tuesday. But yeah, I want to see that singles main event match to see which of these two guys is better. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're gonna get that next week, and I, and I think obviously if they weren't, if this was a one-off of being the only Tuesday that they were. You know, on a different night, we probably would have got finale, but I think because they need to hook people to I, a different to, to Tuesday again, I think that was their way to do that. Hey, is to, hey, hey Justin, I thought Raj said like right when it happened that that uh, Killer Cross was going to be able to still wrestle somehow or still be on stay on the show and still be able to still be champion or something like that. At the, what happened? Yeah. I, I I don't know. Yeah, the Triple H did do a call after the takeover and was very kind of coy about the injury, but to be fair, I don't think they even had the MRIs done at that point yet. No. So, uh, but yeah, I guess he's got a separated shoulder. I don't know how long that takes to heal, but I, yeah. I guess it's, it's long enough to where you, you know. could tell us, even though Scarlett is a great actress and does a great job of adding so much sizzle to the stake of his act, if you will, 
Mm-hmm. She, uh, you could tell he, like, she was like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to, you know what I mean? You could tell she yeah. felt his pain. This guy worked so hard to get there. And now he gets freaking hurt. Yeah, he'll get it back, though. He will. Uh, you know, and well, Matt, I, I don't think you and I got to talk about this, but, you know, there were some people wondering after he had to vacate it and, you know, they put the hourglass next to the title. He, he was such a hot, he's been such a hot commodity in the short time he's there. This might be the last time you see him in NXT. When he comes oh. back, maybe it's Raw or SmackDown. Huh. You know, I would prefer him go back to NXT, but you, you never know. Um, hmm. you know, could be so, right. Uh, so we'll see with that. Uh, I'll tell you what, but a, a, a testament to how tough he was. I mean, I watched the match back again. I couldn't tell where in the match it, against Keith Lee he got hurt. And I talked to people who were there at the taping of that match in person. And they said we couldn't see when he got hurt. So that's how tough Cross is, is that he was able to finish that match with, you know, was still performing at a level that people felt he was healthy. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, this uh, Iron Man match did do well for NXT. Um, it did. They drew 849,000 viewers, and that's up 3% from where they were the week before. Uh, so, again, that's two weeks in a row of them being unopposed. They've seen a huge, uh, uh, not, well, yeah, I mean, a significant 200, boost. In their, yeah, a significant boost in their viewership. Um, real quick, I'll, and then I'm going to translate into, I'll go into another story about NXT. Uh, Undisputed Era turns on Cole form. Oh. oh. Form Balor Club. So, uh, Joe Y, oh. $2 saying okay. Undisputed Era turns into Balor Club. So, Joe Y, I would like that. Mm-hmm. interesting booking um so nxt doing better unopposed which makes logical sense uh that was their eighth best viewership and so now it's actually brought about the conversation wrestle votes a twitter account which wrestle votes has been 99 for 100 on the things that when they put something out it is it is it is it has been good it. And uh, they, they're talking about WWE officials are having discussions, uh, not necessarily an you know, imminent decision, but about moving NXT to a different night and considering Tuesday night to be that new home. Do um, it. Yeah. Do so, it. I mean, if, 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 if USA is looking at seeing the significant jump by NXT when there is no yeah. opposition on a Tuesday night. Do um, it. Yeah. So I want wrestling to do great. I think every wrestler does. And I think this does that by having uh, NXT be on their own night, AEW be on their own night. Those are my two favorite shows. I hate having to freaking watch both at the same time. Can, can we still just do one podcast, though? <laughs> oh, Raj is going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so there you go. So NXT, so everybody's got momentum. AEW's been AEW's doing well going into their, uh, what, I, again, what I think is their, their biggest pay-per-view of the year. NXT's doing an increased viewership, being unopposed. Uh, they'll be on again next Tuesday. Uh, so all is flying high there for, for those, those two brands. Um, Final thoughts, Matt. Anything else you gotta you want to say? Me? No, I thought this was another great night of AEW, though. I, I enjoyed the show, as always. I'm yet Same. to not. Same. I, I'm still just having fun taking it all in. Uh, this is the most <laughs> cur- current wrestling I've watched in years, so it's nice to just you know see what all the hype is about. Everybody's kicking ass, Sam, and I'm happy to talk about it. Sam, when when uh, I'm trying to think, would I be in Italy, <sighs> the uh, England, and even Japan? They would show because there's nothing. Sometimes there ain't crap all to do when you're over there and you're in your hotel room just killing time in between lifting or getting on a bus somewhere, right? And they, on the TVs, they would show like WWE from like a year, not a year, but like yeah. six six to four months previous or some something like that. I try to follow it. It was like back when Bobby Lashley was like the ECW champion. I remember. Yeah, and uh, they were like two or three months behind the time. But uh, you didn't get any. You didn't do any of that when you were over there. It was just 
No, no, no. Um, in Mexico, WWE's on every day, probably for four hours oh, on so many channels. Like, if you have cable, WWE's on. I would go to the best little restaurants in the middle of nowhere, and you just have WWE on TV. So uh, it's it's pretty unique. But I just, uh, I don't know, man. I'm literally watching Nick Bockwinkle against Junkyard Dog right now back here. So uh, that's, that's kind of what I do. I, I guess I'm just more of a nerd than anybody and too sentimental to, to watch new stuff. Dude, but, that's all but, I watch on my YouTube and network is that. I swear. That's all but I watch. like I said, it's it's very beneficial now because, you know, I, I feel like right, right now I'm in the middle of my stride, my time. And, you know, all this old stuff I watch is new again. So it, it works perfectly. That's going to become a theme every Wednesday. Last week, you were watching in the background CMLL from 1992. So each week, we'll start to ask you what's on Sam's TV in the background. Well, yes. whenever, whenever we need, we can do watch-alongs with some uh, podcasts to some of these matches. We can get that channel going. There you go. Yeah, watch, you watch some of this this wild stuff. But Sam, put yourself <laughs> over. What's your next booking? Where are you at oh, next? I'm in Pittsburgh. Super Indie Tournament for IWC on September 12th. Um, Chicago, September 19th. Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, October 3rd, Milton, West Virginia, October 10th, Lubbock, Texas, November 26th. I'm actually doing all right right now. It seems like wrestling's coming back slow, but those are solid uh, bookings, man. Good bookings. I'm I'm doing all right, man. It's uh, I like to think it's because I signed on to the Wrestling Inc. team, and now everybody all over the world. (laughs) Thanks, Raj. Cheers, bro. (laughs) uh, That's pretty cool. Anybody out there, please come check me out. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting anybody. So there you go. So if you're in any of those uh, towns, get out and see yeah, Sam Adonis. Or you could just check me out on Instagram, Real Sam Adonis. That works. That's probably easier. It's right, so our last. This is a super chat coming here. Uh, this, I guess, definitely for, for Matt. You guys listen to Big Sean, dude. Is uh, dope. No. AF, his album Detroit 2, coming no. out tomorrow. I have not been listening to this Big Joe. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll inbox me, and I will send you my P.O. box, and you can send me a copy of that, okay? There you go. All right, guys. It's been fun. Uh, we are uh, in in under an hour. Not bad, but uh, we got to take a hard look at AEW Dynamite on their go-home show, and we got to look at the, the big things going on for NXT. Uh, next up will be tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. Daily, myself and Nick Hausman. Uh, then uh, Friday night, uh, we will have the Smackdown. post-Smackdown podcast. Uh, and then there will be All Out podcast, and then there will be Raw, and all the all the shows are covered here live on Wrestling Inc. So make sure you are subscribed. Tell a friend. Share the love. We appreciate it. Thanks to all the Super Chats. Thanks to all of you guys staying up tonight with us all around the world, wherever you're watching. Matt, thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, we'll guys. do it again. Thanks, guys. Later. Good job, you guys. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.